welcome back to Horror on the Online Express, which is a name I totally 100% made up by stealing it off Craig. That's fine, that's fine. It is breakfast in 1922. It's the 24th of December. I would like Alexi. No, not Alexi. What's her name? Max. Max. That's my actual name. Let's not start role-playing that. I get confusing. (laughs) Yes, I confused myself. Your name was on screen, so I said that instead of Max. Max, roll me a D10. There is the mother of all thunderstorms rolling in from the north. Quick, to the storm train! It is thunder and lightning and rain. You know, that sort of like heavy downpour that turns streets into small rivers. That is currently going on outside. But the dining room has been set up with a lovely breakfast buffet. Um, Beddoes is wandering around serving tea and coffee and fresh juice, should people want it. There are four kinds of juice. Orange, uh, grape, some sort of uh, blackberry, blueberry mixture and some sort of lime thing. Apparently the professor is quite quite a favourite of it. He says it's very nutritious and uh, good for everyone, but it is just like lime juice, but really slightly too much lime. Can I have a cup glass of each, please? Yes, Mr. Nicholas. Ah, thanks, old chap. I sit there sipping a glass at a time in sequence. (laughs) Uh, breakfast is happening. The professor smiles at everyone. Uh, I hope everyone slept well. Uh, Louise, I'm glad you could join us for breakfast. I hope you didn't get too wet shuffling down two doors. Uh, it is quite nasty out there, but no, um, I got there just fine. I assume you had one of your many people carry several umbrellas over your head. Yeah, they just kind of went in a line and I went underneath them. It's fine. Uh, so I can imagine that, actually, now you say it. <laughs> line of servants from Louise's house to the professor that just all holding umbrellas for a walk under. <laughs> Has the professor got that many servants? He doesn't. Louise might. She's old and eccentric and very rich. Um, Fair. Uh, breakfast is a lovely fair. The professor uh, smiles. So, um, I think... The weather isn't going to cause you some slight trouble, Evelyn Nicholas. Did you want to try a different location or brave no. the gardens well, in the rain? In much worse conditions than this down in well, India, you know. I wasn't asking you. Are we able you. to backtrack two seconds? Yeah. I wanted to sneak out and try and get into the bookcase. When? Well, I got the key, so I was going to sneak out at night. Oh, I forgot that was happening at all. I'm very sorry. Um, we can permit that to have happened during the night. Good the sneaky. I'm going to sneak out and open the bookcase and... I don't know, what's there? There are currently... three books in this bookcase. The Apocrypha of the Fez, 
Isis Unveiled and the Nameless Cult. Uh, I guess I'm going to spend... I'm not going to steal them, am I? Or am I? No, I'm not going to steal them. <laughs> that would probably um, be noticed. Yeah. Um, would I have... T- looking at like the thickness of them and the complexity of them, would I have time to read one tonight? Uh, let me open them. I have 80 in library use. Um, I don't know if that would help. Library use is more for doing the research. The actual reading the books tends to use the um, the language it's written in. But library use is sometimes used, so let me see. Uh, one of them is like a brick, and you reckon just to get a good skim read of the damn thing, it's going to take you about two weeks. That's the Nameless Cults. But you can see that it's by someone called Friedrich Wilhelm von Adjunst. And it's from 1845. Mm-hmm. The Apocrypha of the Fez is um, quite thin, but it's written in Turkish, Persian, and Arabic. And appears to be. Uh, a, uh, I can read Arabic. It appears to be a collection of notes and extracts. It's almost like. Uh, the professor's research notes on it. But you reckon to read the whole thing um, you're going to need all three languages, but you'll be able to do some study with just part of it. And Isis Unveiled uh, is the thinnest book and you reckon you could probably read that one overnight easily. It's in English. Okay, I'll read that overnight then. Roll me your English, please. Ooh. I will gift us unto you uh, uh, where are you Evelyn Edwards there we go uh, I am going to give you access to all three because you, you had a look at them You should have access to all three of those books uh, handouts now. Foxy, uh, I don't know, have you seen awesome. one of my book handouts before? Uh, yeah, I think so, from before the other one, yeah. yeah where so it's like you're only meant to read the first page or something like that, then you yeah. don't read anything else unless you have X, Y, Z or whatever. Yeah, so for Nameless Cults and Apocrypha of the Fairs, you can read up to the book mechanics page. Um, but Ice is Unveiled, you can read the whole thing. Hey, thank you very much. It's not very, but you I will. I will put the books back afterwards where I found them. Um, yeah. And for now, I'll keep hold of the key. You will have to make me a hard constitution roll, however, because you stay up all night reading a book. Uh, oh, I don't think I'll get this. You could luck it. 
Uh, I, I really don't want to. My luck is not good at the moment at all. Yeah. Foxy rolled some amazing rolls on her character creation, and then luck was just like, and now the karma. In there. Oh, I got food. Hey. <clears throat> Alright, do excuse yeah. me whilst I'm setting everyone's character sheet to verbose. If they aren't already done so. Yeah, that one is. And. Yeah. Cool. Uh, meanwhile, at breakfast, in the future past, past future, Evelyn's not actually there. She's still in bed, because she's a sleepy librarian. And after you've just finished informing uh, your uncle that you're still going to go to the gardens, he gives you a look. Like, very well, Nicholas, but do check with uh, Miss Edwards when she's up. Oh, oh, all right. I, I guess um, I should be polite to the lady. Um, she might wish to stay where I am. Not everyone has my constitution, I guess. Thankfully. Uh. Um, Max, uh, Lady Louise, uh, Alice, are you still okay to explore Greenwich? I... The foot tunnel's underground, so it should be relatively dry. Yeah, yeah. There's no risk of flooding, is there? They'd close the tunnel if it was. Well, well, there we go. Well, excellent. I suggest we all enjoy breakfast. Uh, Bedders, would you be a dear and take Miss Edwards a um, tray? I guess she's not feeling well. Maybe just check she's okay. Um, Bedders nods and loads up a tray with um, various drinks and toast and such and toddles off. Evelyn... Yes. You are woken by a sharp knock on your bedroom door, and then someone bustles in and uh, opens the curtains and is like, Miss Edwards, uh, breakfast, courtesy of the professor. It's the butler. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I suppose I should be getting up then. Well, go, thank you for breakfast. Go bustle off, my dear. You know, Greenwich again, sorry. Alice, Louise, and Max. Right, everyone else. Hmm. Does anyone want to talk about their plans over breakfast? Max, Louise, Alice? Max is just having a, a hearty breakfast. Louise, Bungle, anything to say, or do you want to just finish breakfast and get out there on an adventure? Yeah, not, not really much to say. Having breakfast, um, I suppose we'll see what we see when we get there and see. I pipe up and say, so if you're going to this tunnel to try and find some ghosts, is there, is there any special equipment that you're planning to take? Like a ghost detector or something? Up. <laughs> I mean, do you take any special equipment to detect elephants? Yes, binoculars. It makes it much easier to see elephants from a long distance. 
Also, the yeah. thing about elephants is we've got plenty yeah. of documented proof that they actually already exist. So you can see them quite easily when they are in front of you. Whereas I hear, at least, from my uncle, that sometimes the ghost can be right with you and you'll never even see it. So how do you detect it? I don't know. I'll just oh, take some of the professor's supplies, I guess. I look to a professor. Well, uncle, what are the supplies? I mean... They're going to be taking torches and notebooks and a camera each. And we'll document well, if there is anything to be seen. Why do I get the impression that you seem to think that we believe in the things that we actively set out to disprove? Well, I'm not convinced everyone here is out to disprove. Well... I'm pretty sure my uncle's actually kind of hoped it to be true occasionally, the way he bangs on about it. My boy. We're here to disprove them. Ah. Fair enough, that makes more sense. Yes, my boy, it does. So when we turn up, nothing happens. It'll be fine. Then we just try and explain why anything happens, happen. Most of the time, strange sounds because of old pipes, or drunken people, or some such not. Well, that's what the ladies are going to discover, and Max, are going to discover... What exactly is going on? Okay. I um I finish my breakfast and then um look to Beddoes and say um thank you Beddoes I'm going to see about getting us a cab. Um, I could order a cab. Maybe. Oh, Jesus, would you, you mind, Beddoes? Hmm? What did you ask now? I was wondering if the professor was coming with us. Uh, no, he is going to go to the park with Nick and Evelyn because there's only two of them. Okay. Going to split the team in two. That seems fair. Very well. Um, Beddoes, if you wouldn't mind sourcing us a cab to get to Greenwich Tower, that would be much appreciated. I'll um, I'll go and find some supplies. I guess. Yeah. The professor happily furnishes you all with uh, emergency handheld torches, a, a camera, a fancy new modern day 1922 Kodak. It's quite fancy and quite Maybe. heavy. It's about the size of a briefcase. And some notebooks so you can make notes. And he also hands you a each of you a copy of his notes on the foot tunnel which quite simply state uh, the legend is strain echoes and breezes make it seem like you are not alone even when no one else is in the tunnel well it's quite a good day for it I don't imagine there will be many people wandering around all through the tunnel hey you three pile into the handsome carriage that turns up it's a 
horse-drawn hansom, not another motorised vehicle. And the uh, very damp-looking horse starts pulling your carriage onwards from St. John's Wood to Greenwich. It will take you about two hours. You could roll me your intelligence, all three of you. You, um, Max, you know, you could go to St. John's Wood train station, take a train into London Bridge, and then a train out to Greenwich. It'd probably take about an hour. Uh, Alice, you also have the same idea. Now I'm going to send a message. You can teleport yourself. Oh, yeah. Okay, now one message. Oh. Oh yeah, I'll do that then. Talk to the others. So it looks like this is gonna take a while. Yeah, unfortunately the cabs aren't exactly the fastest. We could have taken the train, now that I think about it. No, uh, I just summon a car, though. Would that not be better? Oh, yeah, I, I guess that would probably be a bit faster than either of those options. Is that, <laughs> is that one... Can we do that? I can do that. <laughs> oh. Um... I'm gonna tap on the um, the the door next to the, the. Is there a little one of those hatches through to the driver? Like, there is, yeah. Underneath? I'm gonna knock on it. Yes, sir. Um, this is terribly rude of us, but we've actually had somewhat of a change of plans, mainly due to the, the weather. Would you mind reversing course and dropping us back off the house? I'll. I'll see that you're compensated for the, the time and effort. Uh, no worries, sir. I don't blame you. This weather's just getting worse. Thunder. Not the best, is it? Lightning. Um, several hailstones. Uh, you, you turn around and head back to the professor's house. Uh, Louise, you make a phone call, and then the three of you mill around in front of a warm fire waiting for a car to turn up. Hey, uh, meanwhile, Nick, uh, actually, I'm going to go back to Evelyn. Evelyn, you've had breakfast. Have you got up? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got up. I've gotten dressed. I'm enjoying a, a morning cigarette. Um, who's in the house at the moment? Um, as you come downstairs, you see Max, um, Evelyn and Louisa gathered around the fire in the sitting room. And the professor... Um, uh, Nicholas are in the entrance hall and the professor smiles at you. Ah, Evelyn. Excellent. There's a cab outside ready to take us to Lambeth. You ready to get started on our adventure? Adventure! Yes. Yes. Yes, of course. Absolutely. Adventure. Did you sleep okay? 
Perfectly. Can I roll the something to see just if I, I can see if she's feeling a bit under the weather? Um, that would be psychology. Okay, I will roll it anyway. What? No. Nicholas is oblivious. Adventure! Um, the professor, you and Nick pile into the carriage, the cab that is waiting outside. Um, hey. he's, he's just been paid for a non-existent trip to Greenwich and he's now going to get paid for a trip to Lambeth. So, um, he's waking in the cash on Christmas Eve. Go him. Um, the carriage trot, trot, trots itself towards Lambeth. I'm going to move the queen. Um, Lambeth, very good. And I'm going to share, and I'm going to share with everyone the map of London as a handout. Oh, oh god! Now I need to remember to uh, right. There we go. I worked out how the GM overlay opacity slider works. So I have my GM map on the GM layer, and you guys can see the player map, and I have to remember not to click on things that you guys can't see. (laughs) Just just show us the whole map, and we'll pretend to not see the important things. I'm just curious what Bopsy's doing right now. I'm trying to put my... Yeah, it's because I've got the sun coming from that window directly oh, in my no, eyes. That's either a napkin or a strangely shaped <laughs> pair of underpants with an interesting pattern on it. And I'm like, I don't... I did... I thought she was just, like, muffling her mic for some reason. No, 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 it's my buff. It's my... It's my... My buff oh, from 511. That makes a lot more sense. So, you are here at the professor's house. Jesus, we are going to be gone for a long time. <laughs> And you are travelling across the wonders of London. It's only five and a half miles to Lambeth. Well, it is quite a straight journey. The roads go almost directly there. Yeah, but you are travelling by horse and carriage. So, um... But the maximum speed of a horse drawn handsome is about five miles an hour. So, it takes you just under an hour... With okay. the oh, good no. traffic, because it's Christmas Eve. Lots of people are out going to church and doing some last-minute Christmas shopping. But generally, the streets are mostly empty because, you know, of this horrendous storm that's hammering out of the sky. Uncle? Yes, uh, nephew? Considering the weather, mm-hmm. would it maybe be an idea when we get to Lambeth to put the old cabbie on a bit of a retainer to get him to wait around for us rather than trying to hail down another one in this storm? Just in case you hadn't thought of it. That is quite a good idea, right, nephew. Well done. It takes so, a um, Yes, Max? Mi- mi- um, Mrs. Campbell, is this your car that we're waiting for? Is it my car we're waiting for? GM look. 
Oh, oh, she's typing. Yes, it's my car. Do I know how much a car would cost? Couple of hundred. Really good car might set you back a thousand pound. Oh. I've only been in a couple of the things. They're quite, um, certainly a step up from a handsome carriage. All the benefits of public transport without the public bit. Mm, it's wonderful. Thank you. Meanwhile, in the handsome carriage, or the handsome carriage, uh, you arrive at the old Paradise Gardens in Lambeth. They are a decaying example of early Victorian metropolitan parkland in the rain. It's one of those parks with the old-fashioned stone wall and the iron gates that go into the park. There are lawns that are bounded by ancient tumbled stone borders that are tumbled down and somewhat decrepit. The lawn has long since gone seeded with weeds and plants and as you splash along the ancient cobblestones under your umbrellas um, you can see the flower beds are a massive tangle of ivy, mint ancient rose bushes that seem to be more thorns than anything else it is really run down Um, but towards the centre of the park there is a square with a fountain in the middle and this is bordered by massive conifer trees. It's actually quite cut off from the rest of the park because the conifer trees haven't been looked after for decades. So they're grown and they're massive and they're big and bushy. And like you can see where the path goes through the conifers, someone has like hacked that archway open. But otherwise, there's no, you know you'd expect in this sort of park the conifers would be quite spaced and manicured, and you'd be able to see between them. No, it's just a wall of green surrounding this square. And in the middle of the square, there is a fountain. And on the far side of the square are a couple of brick buildings with those sort of like green copper signs on. But you can't really see what they say from here. Mm-hmm. I look expectantly at Evelyn and the Professor. Um, Evelyn is Evelyn is sat there looking sort of out of it, um, still smoking a cigarette. <laughs> kind of looking up, turns to you guys. Sorry, uh, uh, what? We're here. He points out. Oh yes, uh, certainly. Oh, gardens. Um, what are we doing again? <laughs> We're uh, here to oh. investigate the fountain in the middle. Apparently, if you go into the central square, you are overcome with this feeling of being watched. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I remember now. Oh, how how exciting. Um, yes. Well, I figured we'd have a look around, and then we'll retire to Lambeth Palace, and I've got us access to the library, and we can research the history of this place. Oh, yay! In a library you've never been in, Evelyn. 
the library of the Archbishop of Canterbury on Christmas Eve. Oh my God! (laughs) (laughs) I will try to contain my excitement, Uncle, but I can make no promises. That's my boy. You can hold the umbrellas. He hands you a very large golf umbrella for you and Evelyn to shelter under, and he has his own. We'll obviously hold the umbrella. <laughs> I'm just imagining poor N- Nigel being like, oh, I'm to hold the umbrella high enough. <laughs> Evelyn, do you take pity on him? Well, after a moment or so of even contemplating holding up, I just I just turn to Evelyn and go, here you go, Evelyn, you should have an umbrella and wander off into a white vein. You reach the um, centre of the park and the professor wanders in and starts looking around. Uh, he suggests everyone split up and try to see if they can see anything untoward. But stay within the square of the conifer trees. Okay. Now, the professor heads towards the fountain. Which way do you go, uh, Evelyn? I go to, I follow the professor. You're following the professor towards the back. Follows the professor. <laughs> uh, which way are you going, uh, Nicholas? I mean, I'm assuming the fountain seems like the most relevant place to go. It does. That's where okay, I go to the relevant place. I wander off into the bushes immediately. <laughs> of course you do. I will come back to you in a moment. Evelyn, power check. Oh, no. I didn't take it long. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah, succeeded. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Evelyn, you wander after the professor, and he's like peering down at the fountain and peering at the subscription and inscriptions on the fountain board. And as you're looking around the path, you are overcome with this feeling of like prickling on the back of your neck you can feel eyes on you someone is watching you and it only really started as you reached the fountain um I'm gonna try and like do you get do I get like a feeling of the direction of where I'm being looked at from uh roll me your spot hidden hard. I'm definitely not going to get hard. No, you're really uh, not no. sure. You, you can just feel eyes on the back of your neck, but it's not the back of your neck. It seems to just be you are under observation and you know it. Yep. Um, uh, Professor, um, yes? do you feel like someone's watching you? Oh, I should go for the professor. No? No? No. I feel very much like somebody's watching me. Interesting. Now, that is the um, effect that is described as happening in this voice. Um, Walk towards the um, fountain control buildings. Uh, Does exactly that. Walks towards the fountain control buildings. Throw me your power again at hard. 
you can't um, push power rolls, can you? You can't push power rolls normally. Can't you? Um, no, no, sanity rolls you can't push. You can push power rolls. But, bear in mind, power rolls being critical failures is normally one of the worst possible roles to be a crit fail. You'll change gender and explode. <laughs> I know, but I kind of want to change gender and explode. Uh, no, I, I, no, I won't push it. I'll leave it. Uh, you... Unless there's a sudden look of glee on Ash's face. It's wind, it's fine. <laughs> um, you, you walk forwards. Um, you are overcome with a sense of regret, loneliness, sadness. And the closer you get to those, the little building on the other side with its little copper sign, the stronger it gets. Until you almost find your... You, you, you get about halfway when you literally feel tears rolling down your cheeks. And oh my god. And you just stop, overwhelmed by this crushing loneliness and despair, and make me a sanity check. Well, as you become a cop. Oh. Well. Oh. Damn. You don't lose any sanity, but you just... are so sad. You, you don't want to get any closer to that building, you're just depressed, and you kind of turn and start trudging back towards the professor just lost in this fog of sadness a very sad professor <laughs> um, do I have anything on me to cheer me up let's have a look um, cigarettes a cigarette of opium yeah cigarettes I guess yeah I'll have some cigarettes and whilst you're on your yeah, way back to the all of them whilst you're on your way back to the professor uh, Nicholas you're wandering around the bushes Mm-hmm. I'm wondering. I, I am very specifically looking for any sort of signs that animals will have passed this way that wouldn't normally get washed away. Things like broken twigs and any little caught bits of fur, any droppings. Only your hard track. Hard track. Probably won't get hard. Not even close. You are currently in a conifer bush in the rain. Um, Wonderful. It, they're not easy to walk through. Um, you are you are persevering there. You're not giving up. Yeah, yeah. You persevere. You can roll me your natural world. Natural. Uh, hard. No. You didn't get hard, but uh, you do notice one odd thing that I will message you about. Okay. I don't take it. Yeah. Uh, no, you can still tick it. There were, there oh. were two levels. Hard would get you everything. The normal success has got you like half. Yeah. Meanwhile, at uh, St. John's Wood, a oh. very nice car pulls up out front. Um, it has two little stiff metal flags on the front of the bonnet. And the concierge, um, concierge chauffeur steps out of the car, knocks smartly on the door, and when Spellers opens it, he says, "He is here, ma'am." Looking at Louise. Ah, oh, let's let's go then. Uh, what destination did you have in mind? Oh, uh, the Greenwich Foot Tunnel. Very well, Your Highness. Uh, he opens the back door of the car for you and waits for you to climb in. 
That was a title drop there. Max is going to inspect the vehicle surreptitiously as she walks past it. It has two little diplomatic flags on the front for the royal family. Do I recognise the type of car? It's the sort of car members of the royal family would have for, you know, going to the nightclubs or the train station or to Windsor. How many seats are there in the back? There are two of those uh, benches that face each other. So there's yeah. a space for six. Oh, okay. I, I will... Um, I will open the door. Um, oh, already open. Shaper hasn't got there first. He already got, got there. He got there before you. I will obviously wait till the last hanging back. Um, is Beddo still in the doorway? Uh, he shut the doorway. And gone into the house. I will bring out a very boring black umbrella with black lace around the edges, kind of a little bit of a flare. Got a um, a carved ivory handle. I will just flick it out and use it to cover my head as I head towards the car last Alice do you get in the car yes are you looking with curious intent at Louise um I mean it would be the first person who I've heard of that has a car or has access to a car so I'm just trying to get into the car before I get wet you clamber into the car Max you approach the car last the chauffeur nods to you Um, somewhat unexpected. Um, you can pick up the the Dowager Duchess regularly. Whenever she needs a car, yes. Or she wants to mm. transition to her apartments in Kensington Palace. Thought that might be okay. Um, I look forward to the drive. Okay, uh, you clamber into the back and he sets off for Greenwich, driving you along. I drop, shake That's off my umbrella before I get in. That's a good point. I've seen the umbrella and I'm uh, asked through to the chauffeur. Have we got umbrellas for the other side? Yes, Your Highness, we have four umbrellas in the back of the car. Excellent. I trusted so, but I thought I would make sure. Thank you. Greenwich Foot Tunnel then, Mum. Please hold on. Uh, we, uh, we should be there in just under an hour. Sir, thank you. The car pulls away from the house in St. John's Wood and starts to make its way into the city. Outside, it is raining. There is more thunder. There is lightning. It's a proper good old storm that's settled in over the city. It's probably being held in place by London's weird microclimate. And what was that, Bungle? I say, you mean the smog? Uh, we aren't in smog time at the moment because it's raining. Um, what do you want to talk about? Anything in the car? So, have you been on any of the professor's trips before? I I tend to operate 
with some discretion for the professor, I think is a, a good way of describing my my inputs. Um, retrieving things, meeting people, inquiring of more learned individuals, but not as part of the group before, more myself. Okay. Alice? Um, in fact, recently returned from Turkey. What was in Turkey? Um, a few manuscripts. Um, a couple of interesting individuals in the suit of um, Constantinople. Is it still Constantinople in this time? It is still Constantinople. Istanbul, Istanbul doesn't happen right. for about another year. Yeah, I don't think. I thought it was close, but I couldn't quite work out which which side of it it was. Athenode had an exhausting conversation about this for about four hours when we played horror originally. Oh, oh, nice. We've got that out already. Yeah, I, I'm really just looking for a few particular manuscripts the professor had been looking for. Um, some success, some not. Tends to be the way of these things. Good. And you, Alice, have you been out um, on any of these visits before? That's a good question, GM. I can't remember. That's it. Uh, I can't remember if you said we'd all actually been on. You've all been on, or involved with research on you. You, as the reporter, have been involved with the professor's investigations in the past. You like to go along in person, like Evelyn does research, Max does research, Louise comes along too, but you've never gone along on the same trip before. Okay, I say pretty much that, and yeah, not with this group, but yeah, been involved in a few things. You carry on across the city. You arrive in Greenwich. Um, the rain is, if anything, slightly worse here down near the river. And you can see the foot tunnel. And you have the professor's notes on it. Um, where is it? I've got a handout for you. Here you go. Ah. I have some pictures. Oh, that's shiny. Um, that is a picture of the modern lifts, not the 1925, no, 1922 lifts. Um, but they're essentially the, in 1922 lifts, they've just had modern machinery bolted onto them. No, the wood okay. panelling and the metal floor. Uh, but yeah, the exterior of the foot tunnel is the uh, brick building with the green dome over the top of it. And inside there is the elevator shaft and the steps leading down. Are you heading on in? Um, either of you, are you either of you aware whether the professor mentioned are these sounds in the tunnel itself or the elevator shaft or elsewhere? Um, you'll do a quick check through um, the professor's notes whilst you're in the warmth of the car. The legends and rumours persist around the middle of the tunnel. So as 
as you see, it slopes down and then it levels out to go under the river. And it's on that long stretch of level that strange things happen. Well, if I'm not being too presumptuous, should we just walk it? Yeah. I don't think there's any other way to make the length, so once we're there, we'll see if any of these strange signs make themselves apparent. The chauffeur opens the door and hands you all an umbrella, except for Max, who has her her and or his own fancy umbrella with the lace around the edge of it. And you cross to the right, there's the Cutty Sark, looking quite nice in its uh, permanent dry dock uh, to be remembered for being so fabulous and a symbol of British naval strength. And then there's the entrance to the tunnel. Do you wait for the elevator or are you going to take the steps? I assume the car's just going to wait for me. And I'm yeah, he'll just wait until you're done. I will call the elevator and stand to one side. Uh, the elevator arrives. It's being operated by a cheerful young lad. Uh, it's wood with wooden flooring. There's little actual padded benches you can sit on. And he doffs his cap to you uh, Mums, good afternoon. Wasn't expecting anyone in this weather, but happy to take you down. Perhaps the best time to get in. Not much competition for the space. Well, the park on the other side is quite nice, and there's one of those little sort of like tea huts in the park. He'll be open in this weather, um, so I suggest having yourself a nice warm drink before venturing deeper into the Isle of Dogs. I will hold out my hand in gesture to the others to enter that. You settle down on the elevator seats. Uh, the, little, the, the young man operates his lever, and you descend. It's quite a smooth, modern piece of technology. It's quite quite fancy, this elevator. And it takes you down to the bottom of the tunnel in about five minutes. Thanks, we'll stand. They won't sit on the way down. You arrive at the bottom, the doors go ching, um, and he slides the rope for you and doffs his cap to your uh, tunnel level. Have a good walk. I will tip him a shilling. Oh, he definitely gives you a smile at that. He loves a tip. And you start walking down the tunnel. It's quite nice. The walls are tiled. The floor is um, large slabs of uh, pebble-dashed concrete, and after a couple of hundred yards it levels out in a level slope, and you can walk along. I'm going to stop briefly once I reach the level section and kind of look down the tunnel in front and then and turn to look back the way we've come and see if there's anyone else. Uh, no, you are the only ones down here at the moment. The shrug. And turn back to the others who I assume and they're stalled otherwise have kept walking and then I will walk behind both. Um, behind and to one side. I think I've got to remember my etiquette at the moment. Hang on. 
Tie them to the right hand side of the duckhead. Someone's bushed up on the etiquette. Not that the duchess seems to care. No, but, but perhaps <laughs> you've got to do what's proper. And I will walk down the tunnel. Alice, uh, Louisa, are you doing anything? Did you head down the tunnel? It seems like a slightly dank, tiled tunnel beneath the Thames. I I just sort of raised my voice. I, I look, look down the tunnel, look back and just remark... Why didn't they just make the end with the the lift lower, and then it could have been level all the way through? Danny, check. Roll me your history. Any of us, or just any of you, if you've got it. Okay, I will. I'm not sure if I have history. Do I? Oh, oh no. That's a fail. That That is a fail. Oh, I succeeded. Uh, so what do I know? <laughs> I'm going to send you both messages. I'd laugh if the actual reason was they, they thought it was low enough. I went, bugger, we're not digging any deeper. <laughs> Drainage is the common sense reason. It's got to be drainage. Well, I was thinking about drainage, but do you really want to have the water draining to the same point where there's other water right above? Or would you have it draining away so if there's a leak, it doesn't pool at the lowest point? You probably don't want it pooling around the machinery of the lift, though. You probably have a pump in the middle. Yeah, a single pump at one collection point in the middle, at which point you can pump it wherever effect you want. But that assumes that the pump is always operational, whereas you'd want some passive drain up, wouldn't you? I'm not sure when you're underground there's really any passive drain off you can achieve. Well, if you have drainage at the, the either ends, below the level of the elevator function, uh, mechanism, then. There we go, two messages sent, one to Bungle, one to Null, as you walk down the tunnel. Um, you reach the centre point. There was a large metal drainage grate in the middle of the tunnel that you clank, clank, clank onto. It's hinged at one end, and it looks like you can lift it up, and underneath there is a drainage pipe. It's quite a large drainage pipe. But you're, Alice has just posed her question on why it's this um, deep and has stopped and have a thought herself. Louise, you want well, to volunteer anything? I, 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 I just sort of uh, seem to answer my own question, really, by seeing this and going, ah, okay, drainage. And then I just basically remark in character the same thing I remarked a minute ago. Of, Why would you want any potential runoff or flood water from either end to pool at the bit at the middle, which... If it blocks, floods from the middle, which means people could be trapped. I mean, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather be trapped at one end where you can get a crane down rather than underneath the Thames. But what can I say? I'm quizzical. Yeah, it does seem it could just be a design flaw, I guess, those happen. It was probably designed by a man. That's why it's fucked. Flawed. <laughs> 
while a massive stepping... gust of wind hurled along the tunnel. Everyone, roll me strength at hard. Strength. Oh dear. Oh, well, that went well. Um, as the wind blows over you, it's coming from in front of you. It seems to hit the drainage, the drainage hole, and the whole thing shakes, and the air kind of thrusts up out of the drainage pipe and knocks Alice and Max over. Louise, you are slightly behind them, so are sort of protected. But as the wind dies down, there's a deep gurgling moaning sound from the drainage ditch in front of you. And you're all like, what the fuck? You've just been blown off your feet by this gust of wind that seemed to be amplified by the drainage ditch. And meanwhile, in Lambeth... (laughs) Oh, I did would like to point something out. You know you want to avoid the storm drain, Max? Where you are! Oh, God damn it! I've been sat here thinking, what? Oh, Let's go in there! That's the obvious next solution to this problem. Do it! Do it now! No! In the middle of the storm I've been describing for the past several uh, hour or so. No! What to do it? It will be beautiful. Anyway, in Lambeth, um, Evelyn, you have just reached the Professi. Oh, it's closed my notes. I need my notes. Don't close my notes. Is it being special? No, no, Google Docs is being special. Oh, okay. Uh, Evelyn, you have just reached the Professor, and he looks at you and he's like, Are you okay, Evelyn? Very sad. Oh, something happened. I don't know. I just, I was walking to where you told me to go, and I just suddenly felt overcome with the most awful thoughts. Perhaps we should go together. Yes, that is interesting, though. I, I reached out and take the professor's hand, and we walk towards the thing together, unless he does otherwise. Well, he was offering you his arm like a gentleman, but you've taken his hand now, so... Well, I literally have to... I cut, okay, I put my hand in his arm, because there's probably, like, a good couple of feet between... Like, if I... if I'll, I'll have to stoop like this to take his arm properly. You know what? Just put your arm through his arm. Kind of hook him up into the air and just tap him in your arm. <laughs> just carry the professor. Just cradle, cradle him like a baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Smoosh him against your boobs and stare lovingly into his eyes. Yes, no, taking your hand does make more sense. Well, pow, as you walk forwards towards the, um... Power of gloves. Do, do, do. Neither of you have rolled good enough. As you... Well... As you are approaching the building on the other side, like the pump house or the machinery building for the fountain, you are again overcome with this melancholy feeling. It's it's not as strong as before, but it's still there, like this 
deep-seated sadness just descending on your soul. And again, you stop before you reach the building on the other side and just kind of don't want to anymore. So sad. And the feeling of being watched is, is intensified, like you can feel it all around you. And the professor looks at you and is like, can you feel that? I most certainly can. What could be causing this? Um, maybe we should retreat till we understand what's happening. Um, I spark up a cigarette, another cigarette. Um, um, roll me your luck. You spark up a cigarette. Under the umbrella. And you retreat back towards the fountain? Or are you going to try and push on to that pump building? Um, try and push on, if I can. Roll me a hard pow. A pow. You manage two more steps. And you just fall to your knees, drop your cigarette, and burst into tears. Like proper <laughs> crying. Like, you, literally, you don't know why you're crying, but you're sobbing from loneliness. And the professor is, uh, I should roll for him, see how he does. Uh... Oh dear. Uh, he is on his knees next to you, both of you just overcome with this anew and sobbing, silent sadness. Nick? Yeah? <laughs> roll me a spot hidden at not hard, because you're in the bushes, not near the bushes. Uh, you're like looking for the way out after your discovery, and you emerge to see your uncle and Evelyn kneeling on the wet ground on the other side of the fountain. They've oh, dropped... blimey! I, I rush over there to try and help see if they're injured or something. Roll me your pow. Pow, 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 pow. You rush over, uh, all het up and, oh no! And um, they're just crying. Whatever's the matter? Are you okay? <laughs> Make a sanity check, please. Who, me? Um, Evelyn. I'm okay. Yeah, now that Nick has distracted you from the feeling of crushing despair, you're kind of able to shake it off, but you don't want to be here. Something is clearly affecting you. What? what why are you crying if you're okay? I don't want to say it. <laughs> Uncle? Is the Uncle also crying? <clears throat> he, he's... He is, let me roll his sanity. Oh, uh, he's he's standing up and brushing himself off and is like, we're overcome by some sort of vapours or something. Huh, well, that's shocking. Disturbing. I think possibly we should retreat from here, get back in the cab and maybe hit the books. There's definitely something to the legends going on here. We just need to track down the scientific and rational explanation and put a stop to it. Well, if you like, Uncle, I can trouble you a bit more. Oh, oh no. What have you done? I have discovered that there's definitely 
Well, sadly, no sign of any animals in this section here. So it's not animals, which makes it a bit boring, really. There's no animals where? Like in the park or just in the trees? Just in the trees. It's a bit odd. It's like, would I have some sort of logical leap to maybe think that something spooked them in here, potentially? Well, I guess if there's some sort of... Um... Maybe there's a gas leak. Uh, well, could gas leaks make us feel like that, Evelyn? Um, I mean, I've never really been around a gas leak before, but I would assume yeah, not. See if gas leaks would do that. What was that? Can I do medicine to see if gas leaks would be an answer? Well, hard medicine. Extreme medicine for you. Well, oops. <laughs> Now I'm going to have to send you a message. Um. Maybe I'll actually level my medicine up next game. Then you can call me Dr. Nick. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hi, Dr. Nick. <laughs> um, Dr. One message. Hmm. Technically, would maybe be a gas leak, but it feels highly unlikely. From what I've heard, although it can cause um, some sensory weirdness and hallucinations, sadness hasn't ever been really mentioned before, but... It's not impossible. It could be under the umbrella of, um, you know, mind affectingness, but, hmm, very weird. Are you sure you don't want to have a bit of a look a bit further, Uncle, if you're feeling a bit better now? Well, if there is some sort of gas leak, we shouldn't risk it. We should, um, possibly hit the books at the archives, see what we can find, and once we understand the history of this park a bit more, we could possibly work out what's causing this. I just look back and forth between your uncle, my uncle and Ellen, and I just go, I had to get stuck with the bibliophile, didn't I? <laughs> Fine! Just for that, my boy, to the books! What do you think, Evelyn? A library or standing in the rain crying? Um, I am in favour of the library, Professor. To the books! I'll find you something to read, Nicholas, don't worry. I'm sure there'll be a to read myself, Uncle. No, no, we're going to the Archbishop of Canterbury's 
personal library in Lambeth Palace, I will get you something you've never seen before. I mean, it helps that the uh, chief librarian is a member at the uh, Orion Club, like myself, so uh, I just asked him this morning if we could uh, pop over, and he said he'd sort it. Connections, my boy, that's what you need. I really should stop by there. It's been a little while since I last went. Yes, well, you should probably do your zoological speak at the Oriental Club once you've done it at the uh, Zoological Society. Yes, maybe, maybe. I guess I'd probably find it quite interesting. I mean, who wouldn't find elephants interesting? Well, what date were you doing your speech on again at the Zoological Society? It was... The 30th, right? Yes. Well, I'll get you on the docket for the Challenger Lecture. You can go after me. All right, then. I'll talk about parapsychology and debunking of strange ghost myths, and you can talk about elephants. Marvellous creatures. You climb back into your handsome carriage, and you take it the short distance to, uh... Lambeth Palace. It's a very big, imposing palace. It looks part church, part palace part incredibly expensive. Uh, you, your handsome carriage drives round to an inner courtyard, to a gate, and a um, footman lets you into the building, and you're escorted through wide marble wood-lined corridors into the library. It looks like, uh, roll me your <coughs> library You no, not library use, roll me your spot hidden, both of you. I can see things. I can see clearly now. The rain is gone because it's outside and we're inside. So it This is clearly a converted chapel. Uh, the entire structure of the library is a church's nave with lead-lined windows that has had two mezzanine levels attached to it. So it's now got three floors, but the upper two floors are just like walkways with bookshelves. And the ground floor is a massive, large, um, what do you call it? open space with tables and display cases and pieces of armour and the card catalogue and the professor smiles and is like oh, I'm glad about all the rain so Evelyn um, shall we hit the how did you want to do this do you want to lead the way yes so I guess we need to find the history of the paradise gardens but hang on, I promise I'll get something for Nicholas. Uh, he, he scuttles off uh, to one side and comes back with a book. Here you go. I look at it suspiciously. It is, hang on. I need to remember that, okay. Okay, it's for hard back. It better fucking well be. Bees 
Charles Darwin's uh, diaries on the Galapagos finches from his second voyage of the uh, Beagle. The okay, first I'm, edition. I'm guessing this is actually something I will never have laid my hands on before. It's incredibly rare. Uh, the Zoological Society might have a copy, but um, you've not read it before. I accept it often. Well, that is incredibly thoughtful of you, Uncle. Thank you. I, I will read this. You settle down in an armchair by the fireplace and start reading about the finches of the Galapagos Islands. Uh, Evelyn, roll me a library use with a bonus die because the professor is helping. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! What? <laughs> uh, my only, I, can I push it even with a bonus die? You can push it. Thank you. I was like, fuck's sake. Now you can pick it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, it starts off with you and the professor being at the wrong card catalogue. And it takes you five minutes to mention it, but you don't say anything out loud about this. You're just like, oh, I found what I need, and shuffle over to another cabinet. (laughs) And I will share. Uh, It takes a bit of reading and research. Um, a quick one, Rosset. Yeah. Uh, actually, no. I'm, th- I'm just going to send this to you quickly in um, thingy, uh, Discord, not Discord. Um, thingy. Oh, thank you. I'll update my sheet. Excellent. So you were saying, I apologise. Uh, you, uh, it takes about an hour and a half. You have to go right back into the history of Lambeth and do some studying and cross-referencing and finding various books on Lambeth. You finally track something down on the history of the Lambeth uh, Garden. I will send it to you so you can relay it in character. And whilst I give Foxy a chance to read, back in Greenwich. Hello. 
Max and Alice, you pick yourselves up and dust yourselves down. Uh, Louise, what are you doing whilst they're picking themselves up? They just got blown off their feet. <laughs> oh, it's getting windy down here then. Surprised the tunnel's out if it's going to be that bad. That. I'm kind of dusting myself off as I stand up. Um. I mean. I can see the wind being. Do I know what the tunnel's like at the other end? Um, no, you'll have to walk down there. You can't quite see it from here because it slopes up. I mean, I, c- I could understand, like, if, if uh, on days of bad weather, wind were to blow into the tunnel, it would perhaps gather pace down here. Roll me but your... Let me just look at your character machine. Uh, you are Max Waters. Um... Roll me your extra handcuff keys. With a name like Max Waters, surely you have to go into the storm drain for Max. No. No. You. Why don't we to roll with it? You actually don't have any skills that would help you. You can roll me your mechanical repair and hope. I will roll mechanical repair and hope really hard. No. Hard enough. Carry on. Um. I'm somewhat at a loss. I. I guess I could start by taking a picture, perhaps, if the professor wants to show that at the his talk. I've got the the ca- I I brought the camera case with me. Roll your photography. This is the thing. He's given me a camera. He's solely responsible for my education. Like, just him. Yeah. What am I? What am I meant to do with this? Uh, use the camera. You know how, right? Maybe you should ask the reporter. No. She might know how. I'm going to kind of start opening it up and looking at it, and then just. Um, I don't suppose you've got any more experience with all these things. I, I honestly have no idea what I'm doing. I, I've, I've, I've used the occasional camera. Would you like to roll your photography, uh, Bungle? Yeah. I'll, I'll kind of step back from the, the contraption that I've vaguely set up. Did that work? No, it didn't. I'm a little dishevelled from being blown. You, um, you take a picture of your thumb. But I did take a picture. You did take a picture of your thumb. That's like the worst yeah. part you ever had. Don't these cameras, like, take a really long time to expose, particularly in a dark tunnel? So, to get a picture of your thumb is actually quite impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's quite impressive, but you've just realised you've, you've been holding it ever so slightly wrong for the five minutes it took to do the exposure on the plate, and you're like... Oh. I I give it another try, because I've got to get this bloody thing working sometime today. OK, roll again. Uh, come on. Mama needs new shoes. 
time... You choose. You manage it correctly. Yes! While while that's done, I'm gonna I'm gonna look sit back and kind of watch because I find the whole process very interesting. But I'm just trying to work out what might have caused us to fall over. Wow, early cameras were weird. Yeah, they were. So, I, I'm going to post this in nice. Telegram. The camera looks like this. Ooh. Uh, fold out, 135, 1922. Yeah. Camera. Yeah. Pretty. Um, um, as you I... are taking this photo, roll me listen, everyone. Oh, there it is. Too busy, Mr. The camera. Uh, yeah, Louise and uh, Alice, you're messing around with the camera. Yinks, I sent you a telegram. You get a picture of the tunnel and the grating. I'm just going to peer over my shoulder, keep facing the way we were going, but just look behind me. They're coming from the direction you were going. Oh, okay. I'm going to kind of peer over the camera and look down the tunnel. Uh, You see a pair of footsteps and a young man in a pair of brown trousers and a long coat. Appears, he looks at you with your camera and nods, ladies, tugs his little flat cap and carries on walking. Just gonna. Not. I mean, did you have some wind at the heavy wind at the other end? No, no, no wind. I've got the elevator. I mean, it's still raining out there. I don't blame you for being down here taking photos of a storm drain. Um, but, uh, no, no wind. You come through the tunnel often? Yeah, every now and then. I mean, I live to the north. I work in Greenwich, so, you know, a couple of times a day. Heard some odd, odd tales and stories. You know how people are about weird sounds and such down here. Oh, yeah, there's a really weird legend about the ghost who lives down here, but it's nonsense. Oh, God, I'm wait, wait here. curious. I'll, I'll show you. Wait here. And he runs off to where you came from, and then you hear him going, OK, hold on to something. And then a gonna... gust of wind hurtles down the corridor, and as it hits that storm drain, it seems the wind must dip into the storm drain and then blast back out quite strongly. And um, everyone rolls strength again, but with a bonus die, because you had warning. Oh, oh goody. Uh, strength. And a bonus dice. Yeah. Oh. Alice is blown over again. 
Max catches you because he got an extreme. And a couple of minutes later, the young man comes jogging back. You'll get hit by the wind. We did. How did you yeah. do that? That's the elevator. They come down, pushing all that air beneath them. There's nowhere for it to go. So it blasts down the tunnel, hits the storm drain, and if you're in this central bit, it's strong enough to blow you over because it sort of like hits the storm drain and backfills. Uh, they're talking about getting rid of this storm drain to put in like a, a closed manhole drain or something. Let's see. I'm going to take notes in the notebook as he, the, the professor gave me as he said this. Um, yeah. Do you mind, I mean, people... you, you come down here often. Do you mind just for... Just for note's sake, what's what's your name, sir? Oh, I'm Clark. Clark. Clark um, Lewis. Well, that's um, far less entertaining a story than we've been told, but still interesting to have the... the yeah, um, lots of people think it's haunted or a ghost, but it's just the elevators moving air when they come down. Um, but yeah, uh, they think this is... It's, a couple of people have been blown off their feet by it. So they're thinking of changing this drain. Uh, there is a clunk, and a massive wash of water sluices through the drain beneath you. Um, he's like, oh. Well, storm. Anyway, yeah. Um, but that's the mystery, I'm afraid. No ghosts. No no, no apparitions from beyond. No, uh, no, no, no spirits of murdered whores. Excusing my language, ladies. Um, but yeah, just, just an elevator moving wind around. Well, I'm going to look at the other two and say what I am. Hmm. I'm listening into that. Oh. Well, I've got an exciting photo of an animal object. I will support the professor's notes, so... Oh, uh, if you're doing a report, uh, take one of the elevator as well, maybe. Good idea. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for anyway, your time. I need to get off to work. Have a merry... he, he, he tips you all his hat and he jogs off and he takes the stairs rather than wait for the elevator. He's late now. But, you know, he got to talk to uh, two pretty ladies and their grandma, so, uh, yeah, he's happy. Well, that was um, far less exciting than I might have hoped. We learned something. Well, our, our, our goal was to debunk, and I think it has truly been bunked. I'm sure my... Well, I'm, I'm sure my benefactor will be quite pleased with this one. He does like a simple scientific method. Um, particularly if you can put nice big pictures behind it. So shall we try one more time with contraption and take a picture of the elevator, perhaps? Yes. You toddle up to the elevator, you summon the elevator. Um, the young lad in the elevator was like, Oh, can I be in the picture? Exciting. I'll just stand oh, here and hold the elevator thing. I take a picture before the elevator comes down to show the open cavity. Oh, you'll have to take it up, it's already down. But yeah, oh. he'll take it up for you. Just give him a hollow when you want it to bring back down, he lifts it back up for you. Okay. I um, take a picture of the gaping hole. Max is going to say, as he as he does, just um, perhaps hold on to something. I imagine the winds are going to be quite something on, as it comes back down. Again. Oh, I won't take it all the way back up. I'll only go up a little bit. Uh, 
if you want me to come straight back down, there's no point in me going back to the top. Good, thanks. Hey, roll your photography, please, Alice. Oh, no. <laughs> hey! Yeah. You take I the am picture. a decent photographer now. You take the picture of the empty elevator space and then of the elevator with the tearful young chappy holding the lever. He's quite excited about that. He's never been in a photo before. And, um... You've got some pictures, and you take one of, like, the tunnel sloping down. Uh, not just that. I also, with my hard success, take the world's first selfie. You, you, you all get in it. It's actually not the world's first selfie, um, because you have a little cable you plug in with a little pushy button, so you can all stand in front of it with the tunnel behind you and click it. Max, oh, no. Stand up to Max. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you get some good pictures and then you take the elevator back up and it is still pissing it down. The thunder and lightning have gone away, but it's still <laughs> chucking it down and no one climbed in the storm drain. Shame. Still time. Wasted fucking opportunity there. No. Um, it's about half past noon. Disappointing. I, I guess we... Solve that one perhaps somewhat quickly. Yeah, I consider finding somewhere for lunch, but I'm not actually finding being out much longer. So if we stars, just gonna have that. Well, I I'm sure we could. Um, do I know of any other locations that might be close to where we are right now? Check your location list. Well, we've got um, Highgate Cemetery, the Haunted Suite at... I can't know where that was. My, hang on, let me open the actual list rather than my hastily scribbled notes. Uh, you all um, some of these had dates attached to them, didn't they? The list of locations... <laughs> um, all Hallows Church is booked for the 31st of December. Yeah. Uh, you're at Greenwich Foot Tunnel. Highgate Cemetery is the other side of your uncle's house going north. Yeah, well, that'd be fun. Isn't it? That... Yeah, we, we decided to do that. Like, Yeah, you're doing that on the 27th. Uh, Langham Hotel is off um, Cavendish Square, just behind Oxford Circus. We could probably do that one. Uh, number 50 Berkeley Square is booked in for the 28th. Um, the tunnels at the Old Bailey you don't have a date for uh, Primrose Hill is miles away and well, needs to be done at I, night and as a suggestion ladies it's it's relatively early we could either return and retire to the comfort of my I'm not going to say uncle my, um, the professor's home or we could perhaps if we so felt like it, take tea at one of the locations, such as the Langham. Or, if we're really in the mood for more tunnels, there's obviously the tunnels beneath the Old Bailey. Um, I inquire into how many still images we could take with these cameras. Uh, I have no idea. It has plates that you load into the back of it, and you have six remaining plates. 
out of... How many have you taken? I think I've taken five or six, so I was wondering whether that's like... Because we've each got a camera, so that means... No, you have one camera. Oh, I thought you've each been given a camera. No, you've each each been given one. You've each been given a torch, but he only has two cameras, because they're expensive. I misheard you. I thought you said at the start we'd each been given a torch and each camera. No, no. Cameras are expensive and exotic equipment for 1922. Uh, You have one camera and it had 12 plates and you've used six of them. Hmm. We could perhaps try one more. It all depends, I believe, on whether we want, would like to. Or, and if we would, would we prefer a change of scenery or more tunnel? Go for the Langham, as long as what we want to see, we can see during the day. I'm sure if that was an overnight. Do we have more notes on, was it the suite at the Langham? There is a suite at the Langham Hotel that has been haunted, apparently. Um, where is it? Uh, I've lost it. Langham Hotel. It's room 333. It's supposedly haunted by a German prince who appears whenever the room is in use. Most notably at night, but at other times during the day as well. We could give it a shot. And if it doesn't work, we can always have a pleasant brunch. Yes, why not? Uh, let, let's go and see. It's possible the room will already be in use and we may have to come Perhaps. back or find out, but we can find that out too. Well then, um, Highness, after you. You head out to the car. The chauffeur is like your highness. Uh, he opens the door for you. You all clamber in. And the car starts off for central London. Toot toot. Meanwhile, back in Lambeth, uh, Evelyn and the professor uh, wander over to the fire. And you gather with, um, you know, you, you nudge Nicholas out of his reading. And the floor is Popsies whilst I use the bathroom. Um. Oh. So, the place, it was uh, a common ground on the edge of Lambeth Marsh in 1500s. So the city expanded into the south and Lambeth was incorporated into London. The common ground was purchased and turned into the park and the old marsh well was uh, used as the water source for the fountain. Uh, with the well fountain built over the top of it. Uh, The machinery and pumps can be accessed from a doorway shown on the old plans. The doorway is now hidden by wild growths of uh, one of the conifer edges, which we um, didn't quite see. Uh, It's an old iron door set in the marble. Um, It gives access to the underground maintenance area and pumps, as well as a crawlway that leads out into the access shaft of the well um where what we thought was that building um was actually an old shelter uh bench so not the maintenance hut um as we thought but one of those old keeper buildings you see in uh old london parks with benches outside if you know what i mean Mm. so we were a little off 
where well, what we were looking for. If it if that's the case of what it is, then the likelihood of it being a gas leak is almost impossible. So why don't we go back and have another look? I mean, that was basically what I was thinking myself, to be honest with you. I'm not sure if you want to gather more people together to go there, or whether we want to go with the same gathering that we have now. The problem is, we didn't actually talk to them about when we're going to meet back at the house, so we might end up just going back and waiting for them all day. That is true. That is very, very true. I'd be quite interested to see if I can find something that might actually be causing the animal to stay away from the area. That struck me as quite weird. So you couldn't find any animals or tracks or anything? No, no tracks whatsoever. Mm. If there's no like tracks, I would think... You can avoided this area. If there's no tracks, then I would think that they've avoided the area for quite some time as well. Exactly. It's, it's strange. Mm. A, a very a verdant area like that, you would really expect to see some sort of animals patrolling in there, whether it's maybe a fox making its way through, leaving some spore behind, or maybe some... Not even, not even birds, as far as I can tell. Literally just no animals. Hmm. Well, that is... Sorry, Evelyn. I was just uh, regaling us with the information that I found. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, do we want to head back and maybe investigate further? I think so. I am in agreement. Hopefully the weather's somewhat better than it was before. Well, it's still raining by the looks of it, he says, peering at window, but not as heavily, and the thunder and lightning has gone. And I'm not made out of a soluble material. This is You are certainly not. <laughs> well then, let's head back. We can always return to the library at a later date if we need to. Indeed. You return outside. Uh, a taxi is summoned. You take the taxi uh, a few streets back round to the old Lambeth Gardens. And you make your way back through the park towards the central area of the conifer bushes. The professor's, like, looking at them from under his umbrella. So, so how do we want to do this? Do we want to try and find that maintenance hatch to the... Um, Fountains, or explore the conifer trees for more signs of life. Oh, how? Are you too much of? Uh, are you too uh, much of runners? Um, you fit fit people. He lo- the professor looks down at his very overweight form <laughs> in his early seventies and is like, <laughs> Nicholas goes on safari a lot. He's fit and healthy. <laughs> well, why, why, why do you ask? Well, I was, I was. Uh, perhaps if we go to the old, um, the uh, old keeper hut that we tried to get to before, perhaps if we approached it with more gusto, we may be able to get to it before. I sprint at the old hut. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's sprinting. Um. Hang on. Camera. Mm. Oh, 
on now. How, this is going to take too long. It doesn't do movement. It's pretty as all hell as well. <laughs> well. I have to keep so still to take a photo back then. Okay, Kring. Oh, Kring. Oh, Kring. I rewrote this adventure, by the way, so, uh, ha, ha, ha. Kring explodes. <laughs> no, Kring changes gender, then explodes. Oh, yes, of course. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Craig, roll me your running. What is running? Strength. Strength. And then your power at hard. No. Okay, now roll me your sanity. Very. <laughs> Nicholas runs past the fountain, charging at the... Uh, house on the other side, you are hit with a wave of sadness. It slows you down. You start pouring with tears. You're still running, though. You've got speed. You are slowing down, though, because it's so hard. And and then you're like, no! And you push onwards. I really sharply jam one of my fingers right back to hurt myself and try and snap myself out of it. Roll me your... Power again at hard. Oh dear! <laughs> you, 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 you're, you're running, you're almost to the shed, and you're like, no, you jam your finger back, and as the pain hits, it seems to just spike into your brain. Like, you almost feel like something is savouring your pain and increasing it, and you shriek in agony and fall unconscious. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I love you. <laughs> Foxy, roll me your spot hidden at extreme as Nicholas collapses. I don't... There's no way I'm going to get this. You might have done. Uh, yeah, Nicholas has collapsed and is just lying on the floor now. Um, I'm going to trot over... You trot um, across in your high heels, click, click, click. I assume you wore high heels while walking the park in the rain. <laughs> Do I need high heels? <laughs> of course you need to be even taller. So from nine foot, nine foot six to ten foot, six inch heels. You're on like 1970s platform boots with goldfish <laughs> living in them. <laughs> uh, I hoiked up my skirt just a little and trot over to um, oh, the professor as a nine foot six woman can. The professor has seen your ankles. He's in shock. Uh, no, the professor follows you over. There's no sense of being watched. There's no sense of sadness. Uh, Nicholas is just lying unconscious in the rain. He's unconscious? Yeah. As you I've get been there, waiting for this for almost two campaigns. I get out my smelling salt. <laughs> no! Uh, roll your constitution, Craig. Roll your first aid, Foxy. Yeah. I need to do first aid to you smelling salt. Well, no, just take your first aid. <laughs> you, you don't need to pass this. You've got smelling salt, but you can tick it. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't... Uh, I was worried just then. You pour the smelling salts down Nicholas's throat. That'll wake him up. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> No, you... Uh, Nicholas stays resolutely unconscious despite using the smelling salts under his nose. And you know these things pack a punch. 
he should not still be asleep. Um, Professor, I think something awful has happened to, to um, Nicholas. Oh, gosh. Well, do you think you could pick him up? We should get him back to the taxi and get to a, get some help. <laughs> Raises a brow with the professor. <laughs> you're stronger than me! And then, and then begrudgingly picks him up. Well, your strength. A size 45 zoologist. <laughs> <laughs> like a little babe. <laughs> Do you want me to roll anything? Roll your strength. God damn it. God damn it. It takes time. You're not used to picking up grown men, even short ones. The professor does help, and you sort of carry him out of the park and get back to the taxi and uh, head for... Um... Do we should we head home or hospital? Um, I'm gonna fuck it. I'm just kicked up. right. Um, one moment. Look, look after him. Uh, of course. Uh, the professor will roll his first aid. It's not very good, but he'll try. Um. Um, and I take great striding steps towards this old keeper's building with my umbrella up and I hold the smelling salts underneath my nose you stride across the platform there's no sense of being watched Uh, I've never held smelling salts underneath your nose (laughs) you would not be able to keep them there (laughs) I'm like I'm like wafting them like occasionally wafting them so I'm getting like that like Uh, it's keeping me I'm I'm trying to keep myself um, attentive you reach the keeper's hut. There's a little bench. There's a little door where there's probably tools. There's a little awning you can go under. You reach it. I open the door. The door is locked. It's a. F- Does it have a lock itself? It has a lock on it. Yeah, like, like a padlock. Not a padlock, but one of those old-fashioned keyholes. You'd put a big okay. key in it. Um, I look around a second. Is there anyone about? I'm assuming it's relatively empty, You're- considering. You he were, just collapsed and no one came over. You were the only one there. Okay, I get out my blackjack and I smash the lock. Oh gosh, roll your blackjack. Brawl? Yep. Click on the blackjack on the combat tab. Um, it takes a few whales at the lock, but you smash the lock and this door does slide open. Um, inside there's a tiny little cupboard with some mouldy old spades, rakes, a couple of buckets, um, a mouldy old bag of fertiliser with really exciting mushrooms growing out the top of it, and spiders. Okay, we're in England, uh, just like chill spiders, I don't care about those. Yeah. Uh, I get on my flashlight, and that, that is not what I wanted to roll. I get on my flashlight and um, have a look about, like, is there anything else that I see in there? Anything untoward, anything strange that I would ex- you know, I I, I, would, I assume I have an idea of what would be in here. Yep. Is there anything that looks... There's nothing in here that looks like it doesn't belong. There are gardening tools and gardening equipment. And the weird sense of being watched and sadness is just gone. Hmm. Okay. It's just a shed full um, of gardening tools. 
Okay, uh, I leave, I close the door behind me, I put the remnants of the lock back onto wherever it's being held. <laughs> um, and then I rush off back to the carriage. Craig, roll your constitution. Mm-hmm. Nope. I'm s- uh, Nicholas, you are asleep. You are drifting in a dark void. There is a voice crying quietly, sadly in the darkness. It sounds like a human child wailing, wailing in sadness. Look towards sad child in darkness. You move. The world seems to drift around you. Streamers of dark indigo light flowing past you. And ahead of you, the source of the whale, there's a magenta light that seems to be... You are rushing towards it, drawing closer. And then you roll me your sanity. My sanity, was that? Yep. You wake up with a start, just as you reach the magenta light. And as you wake up with your uncle, you know, looking after you, you can hear the wailing fading at the back of your voice. And the sadness seems to roll out of you and back into the park. The connection, whatever weird dream connection it was, has broken. That was a weird dream. Well, you passed wow. out. What? What? You passed out, boy. Hmm. Like a big girl's blouse. You see, I was running, and then you said about the sadness and weird feeling yes I think I felt that too so what I did was I jammed my finger back as far as I could but it hurt a lot more than normal and then I was gone ah here's Evelyn Uh, he opens the door for you well he's awake Evelyn did you find anything no the when I got there I found the uh, the lock had been damaged by some vandals or something so I had to peer in and saw that there really wasn't anything inside there at all and oddly enough the sensation and feeling of being watched and what we felt before seemed to have been gone Hmm. that is puzzling well I think for today we should call it call it off and we'll come back with the rest of the team and maybe some fresher and we'll have a look in those maintenance tunnels and see if we can Work out what's causing this. Currently, we have a bit of a mystery, but no solution. Well, I just had a bit of a funny turn. I could just stay here while you guys go and have a quick look at the maintenance tiles. Although I feel fine now. Mm, What do you think, Evelyn? Should we risk it? Or should we maybe play it safe? If we are breathing in some sort of fumes... Safe? Well, I don't like... Wait, the... no, I mean, what's going to be down there? I mean... This is true. Well, maintenance. I suggest we don't leave you alone, though, um, nephew. You should come with us. If you're, feeling, if you're feeling fine, you can come with us. At least that way, if you pass out again, you've got a responsible adults looking after you. No offence, Mr. Cab Driver. Okay. And you get out and start heading back towards the garden 
The others are driving towards the Langham Hotel in a deliciously plush taxi. And we'll end it there for this week. It's half nine. Are going on to ten? Uh, we can go on to ten, but we normally stop at half nine, don't we? I thought you were going to stop at ten. Normally between the two, so... Brad, oh, off in point, it's probably... Well, what... Whatever other people are willing to do. I can carry on for a little bit longer. Is what, what does everyone want to do? I mean, if this is a convenient time to break before we get into a large degree of more involvedness. I always say it does seem like a good breaking section. Uh, Then we shall break there for this week, and in two weeks' time, we have some spooky maintenance tunnels, which clearly will just be maintenance tunnels with nothing strange in them, and brunch at the Langham Hotel. (laughs) That sounds great. I didn't get a storm drain. You See? Yes. You need it. No. <laughs> the name basically says you have to. No, it doesn't. It does. You're Max Waters. I feel like we just sidestepped a chunk of GM content by not going further in that. <laughs> what, in the drain? Mm. That's okay. The drain will return. No. It, in no, it can't return. In Storm Drains 2, the electric boogaloo. So you can't spend, like, literally years warning me about Storm Drains in this exact campaign and then find a way to try and make us go back in the Storm Drain. I mean, I won't have to make you. You'll just do it naturally. No. So, oh, you I think mean, you hear voices down there? Of course you have to go and investigate in the middle of Yeah, that would be mean, because of course my character would go and investigate, yeah. but I myself would be going... <laughs> I was going to say, if either way, what do you think her character is? A Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? I mean... You know, at some point there's going to be a drain, there's going to be the little voice of a child going, help me, please! And you're going to be like, I climbed down the drain! Max Max would climb in the drain at that point. It's okay, none of our characters are called Georgie, so it's fine. We, we We won't be going full Stephen King on this. I hope you all had fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you all had. Yes, I do want to slowly ramp back up to playing up towards ten, like we used to do, but that just felt like a really good stopping point, and the next two pieces, I did want to stop you in the middle of um, an adventure, because that's even lamer. Yep, yeah, agreed. And to be honest, given how warm this room is currently getting... Um, I'm, I'm just I'm getting dozy so uh, yeah yes, that's fair warm is horrible well we finally got the back door repaired uh, so no yesterday not Saturday we got the back door repaired because it was jamming it jammed last year and we had it repaired and then we had it open once and before winter and then this year I went to open it for the first time and it wouldn't open um and then the landlord came around yesterday and unlocked it, pushed it in, and opened first time. Of course. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? But um, he's told me uh, how much additional force I can apply to the door if it jams next time. So, is it a swift kick? Um, 
No, he, he just, he, when they repaired it, they did a little, they pulled out a little bit more of the frame and he said it's secure, but if it does jam, you can apply force to the centre strip with the second, it's one of those double door ones where, like, you turn clips to make the other one open. Yeah, so yeah. you unlock it, turn those clips, and then just force the middle, and it'll pop open. Uh, I hope you like the books you found, Foxy. Hell yeah. Well, I can only read one of them, but yeah, I like the books I found. Well, you're going to read one of them that yeah, night. I'm sure you'll be back after each evening to start yeah. reading another. Charming Beddows for more book time. Well, I don't need to. I've got the keys still. Just take a pressing of the key in a handy block of clay. Well, we're in the middle of London, so I was just going to go to a key person as soon as I get an opportunity to do so and make a copy. <laughs> Uh-huh. your friendly local locksmith. Well, I'm afraid the locksmith will be closed on Christmas Day. The dodgiest librarian ever. Um, yeah. Hello, books. That's all I care about. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. I, I, I was being, I've been very, very short on my... Sorry? Go ahead. Why did the librarian have a fucking blackjack and 70 in brawling? <laughs> <laughs> She, she can take care of herself. Just like, for breaking and entering. Like has been established, <laughs> Evelyn quite firmly believes the books should belong in her library, not someone else's. Yeah, pretty much. Breaking and entering is a good skill to have if one of your patrons is overdue returning the book, because you have to get it back somehow. I mean, literally, it's just so that she can take care of herself. There's no... I, I have been very thin on the ground with this character because my previous characters have caused calamity. So my my entire backstory for this character is loves books, is big, can take care of herself. That's literally your all previous, I wrote down. So. Your previous characters divided hilarity and craziness. They total party wiped us and nearly total party wiped us another time. I mean, I'm done with complex backstory. It's all about three words now. I have a big librarian. Good, I don't know. Big librarian. It's fine though, Fox. You're reading the books that drive people insane and have them cast spells that end the world. So, um, yeah, librarian is not a safe profession in this game. Great. But it's fine. The book you one day, to... one day I'll be able to make a character that doesn't fuck everything up, I'm sure. No, your character is, however, smart enough cobbler. to be able to read the books and cobbler. go, hmm. <laughs> Demonic shoes. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, technically, I mean, the roles, the sanity roles will be easier, don't they, though? Because the insanity has to travel higher up to get to her brain. That's how it works, right? No, Bungle. You mean you mean this isn't like an area of effect? What's what's the radius of insanity? Uh, your brain. Targeted your brain. Yeah. Targeted eye. in your brain through your eyes or your ears or possibly your soul, which is even harder to avoid. It's fine. So far, this campaign. Your nose. Foxy has read a really safe book, and it is a safe book. It's a really chill book. Max didn't climb in a storm drain. Alice shows she knows how to use um, photographic equipment. I've been a wonderful GM. It turns out Nile is a princess. And um, Craig has connected his soul to some sort of dark crying child underneath Lambeth Park. I, 
was pretty good for two sessions in. What yeah. could possibly go wrong? I, I was going to say, N- Niall's a princess, but what about what about Niall's character? Uh, she's a dowager duchess of Argyle. Don't mess with her. I, I, I think I think uh, I was both oblivious to the royalty aspects, both in and out of character. I mean, the chauffeur opened the door to the car and said, "Good afternoon, Your Highness," right in front of you. And, and then I, out of character, screeched, "What? <laughs> How did you miss that?" I mean, we didn't like get introduced to her as royalty at the, the night before, so, you That's know, maybe I just... Talked. <laughs> huh? She's slumming it with the locals. Yeah. yeah, she's just going by one of her lesser titles, the Dowager Duchess, you know, slumming it. It's like the, um... <laughs> it's like the incognito princess in a game I was playing. Uh, she's all dressed up in a gown and a little tiara, and she takes you aside to a side room and puts on a bigger tiara to reveal her identity as the princess. <laughs> <laughs> You mean, isn't that Princess Jasmine from Aladdin? <laughs> oh yeah, Princess Jasmine just puts her head up, cloak up, and then... <laughs> You'll never know who I am. Yeah, there's incognito, and then there's a car rolls up with two flags, and they're like, <laughs> well, you know, all right. <laughs> <laughs> the incognito-ness has faded. See, I've got to ask, and I don't know if anyone knows this, but you know how the whole sort of if a member of the royal family or if something happens or what have you, flags are at half-mast. The little flags on diplomatic vehicles, are they also at half-mast? No. No, don't think they move. I feel that should be a thing. They should be... The chauffeur or the car maintenance guy or whatever they want to call him just has to go around and make it all apart. Too much money is already spent on those fuckers to be wasting more money on little flags for cars at half-mast. Sadly, the diplomatic cars no longer tend to have those little flags on them because, you know, the same reason why they took the big hood ornaments off, i.e. when people went over the hood in a car crash, it ripped them to pieces. Mm. Now you just get the diplomatic number plate. It's far less exciting. Oh, I thought they just took those hood ornaments off because people would go past and rip them off so they could put a Jaguar on them. No, no, no. It's an actual safety reason. Oh. Why don't they just make them break off in a crash? They tried that, but the owners got upset. Because then they would break off really easily when the wind was too strong or a squirrel walked on it. So they decided instead to take them off. There's apparently quite like a grey market for, for buying old hood ornaments and then retrofitting them onto your cars and therefore making them very illegal but well you don't know all around them with cork and then you know yeah. <laughs> yeah or just just fit a like a plastic uh, ramp on the the back of it so when you come out of the windshield you you slide up a ramp and while you're catching some airtime, maybe you sort of do a backflip, you know, get your combo in, and hopefully I don't throw the dowager, The Duchess Dowager doing a backflip on the way through the windscreen of the Rolls Royce that they. Uh, she's probably the same age as Tony Hawk these days, so. It's, she's going to be probably doing more recognisable than Tony Hawk too. She's going to be doing some sick ollies down the uh, um banisters and like triple backflips, and you're all going to be like. And then she'd be like, oh, my hips. <laughs> I mean, that 75 um, skateboarding is going to be useful for something. Yeah, <laughs> gone to that. 
We've done polar opposites when it comes to old people now. You've gone for the rich old woman. I've gone for the old butler in the other game that we're doing. Oh, God. Did you? Did I tell you what Craig did? Uh, mm. He failed a butler mounty roll. So I'm all like, yeah, you haven't prepared. you got no milk. you got no crumpets. So um, Craig was all like, ah. So he, he rushed out to get milk and crumpets. And everyone was like, where is he? So he, And everyone came down to rail against him. So he faked having a heart attack. He was all like, oh, and he collapsed on the floor in front of them. And they were all like, oh, no. And then Nathan failed his first aid roll and made it worse. And then... Unconscious. And knocked him unconscious with his first aid roll. And then the doctor turned up, thought he was having a heart attack, so gave him some drugs to help with that, which actually made him have a heart attack. (laughs) And um, in the process, he smashed the milk and crumpets off the counter. Oh dear. And so he, by having a fake heart attack, Craig spent the next two campaigns sitting in bed reading books. <laughs> Did the breaking of the milk and crumpets cause a sanity check for those who were really invested in bed? No, everyone was thankfully more worried about their friend having a heart attack in front of them. That's normally a very competent butler. You are normally a competent butler, but on this one occasion, you decided to have a fake heart attack and um, nearly died. I panicked, because everything was going wrong. It wasn't just the milk and crumpets. I went out to get more milk and crumpets, which should have been a 10, 15-minute job, but it took me an hour because of bad rolls. It wasn't just the one bad roll. This was a whole slew of cring luck. It it was just a disaster that started as a little pebble and rolled into this heart attack. And it it was glorious. See... It, it's funny you mention heart attacks and food. Um, I can I can share a funny actual anecdote, real life anecdote. Um, when I was young, like this was ten, I think. Um, my my dad was coming back from from doing a job, an airport trip, and he said he'd pick up fish and chips, or specifically sausage and batter and chips, because I was addicted to them as a kid. Still am as an adult, haven't changed. Um, but. Before he got to the fish and chip shop, admitted himself to the hospital with a heart attack. Um, called up. He was fine. You know, he, they had him in and under, under observation. He was fine. Call, naturally called my mum at home, or the hospital called my mum at home. And she said to me, your dad's had a heart attack. And my first response was, does that mean I'm not getting sausage and batter and chips? <laughs> <laughs> And and it became like a family joke for years. Like and eventually he like years later he got me a, a portion of sausage and marriages and this makes up for the ones I didn't get you that time. But uh but yeah. Just funny funny little family in jokes. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, thank you all for playing. We shall see you all in two weeks. Nathan should hopefully be able to join us then. And I will have to Yay. Somehow work out why he's in a location you all are at. You will find a way. I will find a way. You'll be having an exhibition fight at Lambeth Park. Uh, He might be changing characters before he starts. Uh, One of those presentation nights. That'd be... Uh, he might be changing to something else. He's, he, he, he's not feeling his current character design. But as he hasn't turned up yet, I'm cool with that. Yes, I mean, Popsy? 
Talking of presentations. Yep. Where is Crean's presentation on elephants? Uh, it's not here yet, but I'm not doing it in character yet. Is that, oh, okay. the, is that the Zoological it's, it's, Society? It's been... I thought that was last night for some reason, I don't know why. You're going to have no, to sit through it twice. Tonight, I was going to tell him to fuck off, because I've had a terrible <laughs> week of work. <laughs> now, now, Craig's still got some time, and you all get to sit through it twice. Yeah, it's the second showing. <laughs> It's going to be the highlight of the whole campaign. I doubt that. I'm expecting a slideshow in black and white photos with Queen doing the Nigel Thornby voice talking about the elephant hunt. The elephant hunt. And the harsh times trekking across Africa with only six servants to bring in gin and tonics and buff his shoes. Uh, to be honest, I'm expecting a, a, him to screen share a, uh, a PowerPoint... That the the uh, the template has been stylized to look like faded lithographs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the uh, okay. You better get working on this. We've all got high hopes. Potentially with like, too much hopes on it now. You're going to be lucky if I just get some toilet roll and scribble some notes on it with a fucking biro now. Oh no, Craig. We want we want the elephants. You promised us elephants. Pressure. We'll get what you've given. I won't kill Luna on Saturday. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.